Welcome to the beginning of this study on the Lord's Prayer, where we will be learning from Jesus himself about how we should pray. I invite you to take your Bible and turn to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 9 as we begin looking at what we call the Lord's Prayer. Now, the first thing I want you to notice about the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6 verse 9 is this. Before Jesus gives us the words of the Lord's Prayer, he says, pray then like this. In other words, Jesus is telling us that this prayer that he's about to give us is a model for us. This is the kind of prayer that we are supposed to pray. These are the kinds of things that we should be praying about. Our prayers should be modeled on this prayer. Now, that's not to say that every prayer you pray needs to be modeled on this prayer. Uh, there are lots of models of prayer in the Bible, right? Think about the Psalms. Lots and lots and lots of models of how we should pray from the Psalms. You can think about uh, the prayers of Paul and his letters and other prayers that we find in the Bible, all of which are appropriate for us to model our own prayers on. But the Lord's Prayer should at least be one of the prayers that we are modeling our own prayers on. What does that mean? That means that we should learn from Jesus in this Lord's Prayer what our priorities ought to be in prayer. These are the kinds of things we should pray for, but even the order in which Jesus teaches us to pray about these things is instructive for us. He begins with prayers about God's glory, God's, uh, God's name being honored, about God's kingdom, about God's will being done. And then he moves to prayers about our needs for our daily bread, for uh, forgiveness of sin, and for deliverance from evil and temptation. Even the priorities of this prayer are instructive for us about where our prayers should begin, the kinds of things we should pray for, and even the order in which we should pray for those things. So Jesus tells us, again, right from the beginning, that this prayer is a model for us, that we are to pray like this. And if we will do that, most of us, I suspect, will find that our prayers are enriched and deepened, perhaps even reinvigorated, if we will think about the Lord's Prayer and seek to model our prayers, whether we're praying corporately as a church, or whether we're praying individually at home, or whether we're praying as a family around the table, if we will model our prayers, at least occasionally, again, this is not the only model, and Jesus is not saying that we're supposed to model every prayer we ever pray, specifically on this prayer, but if we do, at least occasionally, like Jesus is telling us to, model our particular prayers on this specific prayer, then I think most of us, again, will find that this will enrich our prayers because we will be reminded to pray for things that we often forget to pray for. We will be reminded about areas of our life and areas um, of God's will and God's purpose for the world that perhaps we don't often think to pray about 
will be reminded to pray for if we model our prayer on this prayer. But Jesus is Jesus does not only tell us that this prayer is a model prayer, he also tells us that we should pray this prayer. The Lord's Prayer is found not only in Matthew 6, beginning in verse 9, but it's also found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11. And there we read, beginning in verse 1, Luke 11, it says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say. And then we have a, another version of what we call the Lord's Prayer. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and so on. Now, a couple things to notice about this. One is that this prayer was given by Jesus to the disciples when they asked him to teach them to pray. Most of us, I suspect, recognize that we need to grow in our prayer life. Most Christians are not satisfied with where they are in their prayer life. They know they could grow. They know they could pray more. They know their prayers could be deeper or richer, or they feel like maybe their prayers should be longer or whatever. What do we do if we know we need to grow in this area of prayer? Well, we can go to the place where the disciples said to Jesus, Lord, we need us to teach you, we need you to teach us to pray. Right? What, what should we do? What should we say? Would you help us? Would you teach us to pray? And when Jesus was asked that question, his response to them was, when you pray, say. So in this instance, Jesus is saying, pray these words. Pray this. Not just pray like this, like he says in Matthew chapter 6, but in Luke chapter 11, he says, pray this. Say these words. Now, if you're from a tradition like I am, um, I, I'm pastor of a Baptist church and um, so I'm making this uh, for my church and anybody else who wants to watch. So a lot of the people who are watching this will be Baptist, but perhaps a lot of you uh, will not be. You'll be from some other tradition. But if you're from a tradition like I am, a Baptist tradition, where we tend to emphasize um, what people have called you know, spontaneous prayer. We don't typically read uh, prayers out of, out of a prayer book in our services or, or anything like that. We, we tend to focus on uh, spontaneous prayer, you might kind of, um, your, your knee-jerk reaction to being told, pray this, might be, well, I'm not sure about that. I'm, that, I'm not sure I'm supposed to do that. I, that's not usually how we do it. We don't usually pray a prayer that somebody has given us, right? We, again, tend to put the emphasis on um, praying whatever's on our heart, right? Whatever comes to our mind, whatever needs or burdens or, or uh, thanksgivings or whatever uh, come to mind in the moment as we pray, that's what we tend to focus on. So what are we to do then when Jesus himself says, pray this, or when you pray, say this? Well, here's one of the things I think we can say about this. Obviously, we don't want to contradict Jesus and say, we're not going to pray this written out prayer, right? 
I mean, it's in the Bible, and Jesus said it, so we know that's a good thing, right? We should pray this prayer. But here's perhaps one reason why it might be good for us, uh, especially those of us who, again, are accustomed to um, not using previously prepared or written out prayers. Here's why that might not be such a bad thing for us, especially when we're talking about a prayer that's in the Bible. Right? Talking about the Lord's Prayer, you can say the same thing about some of the Psalms. When we teach children to pray, often we give them the words to say, at least at first. Right? When we teach children to write, um, we often t- tell them uh, what to write, what to say at first. Um, only once you have, uh, and this is especially true um, in the, the classical education tradition, I think, where uh, students are taught to write, uh, write out some of the best things that people have written or things that people have said, so they learn good ideas and good vocabulary and, and good sentence structure from copying what other people have said, and then once their mind and heart is stocked with rich words and rich ideas and, and rich sentences, then they are able, as they mature, to produce some of their own rich writing or rich speaking. So we give them things uh, that teach them and shape them early on to help them learn how to express the things um, that they will need to express later. Couldn't it be true in the same sense about prayer that if we will take a rich, inspired by God prayer from the Bible like the Lord's Prayer, and if we will say it, not every time we pray, but if we will at least occasionally say the words that Jesus gave us to say, might that then store and stock up our mind and our heart with rich spiritual vocabulary, with rich um, promises or priorities or, or whatever that we can then reshape and use in our own spontaneous prayers um, as our prayer life uh, grows or is, is reinvigorated, right? Might not saying the exact words that Jesus gave us to say in the Lord's Prayer, again, at least occasionally, might that not enrich our own prayers? Because here's the truth. Often, our spontaneous prayers slip into routines where we use some of the same phrases, right? And we have some of the same priorities. We, we, we mention some of the same things each time that we pray, day by day, week by week. That's, and that's not a bad thing. But if we're already sort of having our own um, uh, routines in prayer, right? Why not draw on one of the richest, if not the richest, prepared prayer, right? A a prayer given to us by Jesus. Why not pray those words over and over again? Not every time, not exclusively, not encouraging you to do it just to sort of check off the box that you do it and and that you've done it and, and do it in a rote, mindless, heartless fashion, not encouraging that at all. But what if 
you sat down with the Lord's Prayer to pray with a, a heart burdened to draw near to the Lord and, and to pray about the things that God wants you to pray for, and you just prayed through the Lord's Prayer. Right? And then once we have, uh, when, we've done, when we do that, at least occasionally, pray the Lord's Prayer itself, then when we come to model some of our prayers on the Lord's Prayer, like Jesus encourages us to do in Matthew 6, 9, pray then like this, then that prayer, because we've prayed it over and over, that prayer has been lodged, stuck in our heart and our mind, so that we can, without having to repeat it, remember, okay, the first part of the Lord's Prayer is about this, and, and then He tells us to pray about this, and then He tells us to pray about this, and I can pray about those things in my own words and have my prayer shaped by the Lord's Prayer even as I'm praying more spontaneously. And, and might not that kind of prayer, right, f um, fueled by praying the actual words of the Lord's Prayer until it becomes a part of me, and, and then praying a prayer that's modeled on the Lord's Prayer, might that not be richer than some of the ways we get stuck praying when we get kind of stuck in our ruts of just saying the same things? I, I know if I'm being um, repetitive in my prayers about, you know, just praying for the same basic things that maybe at the end of every day or, or at every meal or something like that, the things I get stuck praying are not as rich um, biblically as the Lord's Prayer. Right? This, this prayer deepens anything I would be regularly praying if I'm not already being shaped in my regular prayers by this prayer. Right? This prayer deepens and enriches the things that we uh or at least I tend to fall into the routine of praying for. So Jesus says it's a model prayer. Jesus says it's a prayer to be prayed. And uh, here's my encouragement to you as we begin this study of the Lord's Prayer. If you've never memorized the Lord's Prayer, or if you did a long time ago and you've forgotten it, let me encourage you and challenge you over the course of this study, over the next several weeks or several sessions, however long uh, you may be watching this over, let me encourage you, or listening, let me encourage you to memorize the Lord's Prayer. It's not long. It's not many verses, and the verses themselves are not long. It's structured by Jesus in such a way that it's easy to remember, easy to memorize. And so let me encourage you to memorize the Lord's Prayer if it's not already something you have memorized where you could say it or pray it or, or repeat it offhand. Uh, get this prayer into your mind, into your heart as we go through this study. Let it become a part of what you're thinking about throughout the day and throughout the week. Mem memorize this prayer. And then here's my second encouragement to you. Over the course of this study... Do one of two things, or maybe both, depending on what you're comfortable with or what you think will best serve you. Pray this prayer regularly, or regularly pray in your own words the kinds of things that Jesus tells us to pray about in these prayers, in this prayer. 
All right, so you can do both or you can choose to do one or the other. One, one would be, one option would be just decide every morning or every uh, night at dinner or every night before I go to bed or, or whatever, pick a time of the day, once a day throughout this study, I'm just gonna pray the Lord's Prayer. I'm not going to pray it in a rote way, like I'm just sort of mumbling off some things that I'm supposed to say. I'm going to ask the Lord to help me pray this prayer with, uh, with all my heart and to mean it sincerely. I'm going to ask Him to help me pray this prayer um, again from the heart. All right, that, that's one option. Another option would be pick a prayer time. Again, daily would be ideal morning, evening, middle of the day, whenever, pick a prayer time and at that time each day when you're praying, look at the Lord's Prayer and pray according to the Lord's Prayer, modeled on the Lord's Prayer, your own prayer. So, and this will make more sense as we go through this study, as we go line by line, request by request through the Lord's Prayer, and we talk about what each request means, what exactly we're supposed to be praying for uh, as we model our prayers on Jesus' prayer. And as we, as we do that, and as you learn more and more about what each request means, or if you already uh, feel like you have a good grasp of what they mean, you can go ahead and be doing this now. Model your prayer each day on this prayer during this study so that you're praying for the kinds of things that Jesus instructed us to pray. And my, my hope for you, and, and I think this will be true, my hope for you is that if you do one of those two things over the next several weeks as we go through these next several sessions, Lord willing, my hope for you is, and I, and I think this will happen if you'll do this, if you'll memorize this prayer, and if you will begin praying this prayer regularly or modeling your prayer on this regularly, if you will do that, I think you will find your prayer life enriched, deepened, perhaps reinvigorated, as you go back to the words of Jesus himself that he gave us, instructing us about how we should pray. All right, so let me just close with the words of the Lord's Prayer. Jesus says in Matthew 6, pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. By the end of this study, I want to be able to nail that prayer, have it memorized word for word where I don't have to look at it, where I can just say it word for word. And I, I hope you will aim at that as well. But more importantly than that, my hope is that this prayer, thinking about this prayer, memorizing this prayer, modeling our prayers on this prayer over the next several weeks will help us grow in our prayer life so that our Priorities as we pray are more in line with the priorities of Jesus. And so that we are praying for all the kinds of things that Jesus instructs us to pray, some of which we often forget about or fail to mention um, for long stretches of time in our prayers. And that we will um, sense that our 
prayer life is, again, being reinvigorated, uh, being deepened uh, spiritually and strengthened as we come back to Jesus himself and say, Lord, teach us to pray and then listen and follow the model that he's given us in Matthew chapter 6. Look forward to this, continuing this study with you next time. God bless.